This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Millennials in the U.S. might not care about the First Amendment as much as older generations. A new Pew study says 40% of millennials would be okay with restricted free speech if that speech is used offensively toward minorities. That's a big difference from previous generations, 13% more than Gen Xers and 16% more than baby boomers. The study also noted people with a college degree prefer free speech more than those with only a high school diploma. This comes on the tail of race-related protests at college campuses across the country. According to Pew, non-white participants were 15% more likely to support censoring offensive statements. The minority population in America is increasing. More than half of kids under age 5 are a minority, so we could conceivably see more people support limited speech in the future, though ethnicity is only one of several factors here. Pew found the U.S. still prefers free speech overall compared to other countries, and except for slander or saying something that could get someone hurt, think falsely yelling fire in a theater, nearly anything is fair game. Despite racial unrest and protests across the nation, even if a majority of the population wanted offensive speech banned, regulation would be tricky, if not downright unconstitutional. For Newsy, I'm Micah Sargent. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Patriots, I have been researching communism in this country for years and the show I'm going to present to you tonight is going to be hands down one of the greatest shows that I have ever produced don't look at it as me standing on a platform. Look at this show as the truth that is in your mind, your soul, your heart. It's not about me, it's about our country. It's about America. And there's two things specifically that the government is trying to do to change the outcome of America. One, educating our kids to hate America and bringing in migrants from other countries that have been involved in communism. I'm going to talk more about that. But for now, I'm going to talk about millennials. I have two children, a son and a daughter, that are millennials. 
and both of them are on different sides of the spectrum. They both went to college. One of them got it and understood what is happening in America. The other one still does not understand what's going on. So millennials is what we're going to talk about tonight. Foundations of Freedom. This is the information that I'm going to present to you from Foundations of Freedom. They did a survey, a great survey with millennials. I think it was like 6,000 millennials across the United States and got their opinion about what is going on in this country in their mind and their hearts and their soul. Go to foundationsoffreedom.com and you will see and be able to download this massive survey. I'm only going to bring you a small part of this survey, but you can see the full survey on the foundationsoffreedom.com website. Millennials represent roughly one quarter of the nation, total population, and it's always been that way. This age group, you know, through, throughout generations have always represented this percentage. And about one-third of the adult population, their influence in the marketplace, despite their relative youth, is undeniable. So the difference is the millennials are now injected at a higher level in the age group that they're in than we were as baby boomers, etc. Because we as baby boomers had to earn our way into that structure. And now they are being promoted every single day into the structure of America. And they don't even know what America is. They don't understand that because of America, that's why they can become who they are. So I'm going to give you statistics. Yes, statistics on the millennials. This is just a very small example of this survey that was going on. Close to one half of young adults say they prefer socialism to capitalism. A record-breaking 40% of young adults fit the don't category. People who do not know if God exists don't care if God exists. Or don't believe that he exists. Number four. Less than one third say they are very satisfied overall with their life. So one third of the millennials 
These are the people that the world has promoted and give them better jobs, but they're not satisfied with their life. The areas with which they are most likely to be very satisfied are their intimate relationships and their friendships. The area with which they are least satisfied is the State of Union. That may be good news. Number five, three out of four millennials believe that all religion and faith are equal value. Number six, three out of four millennials said that they are still searching for the purpose of their life. Materialism does not define you as a human being. This is why these people have a hard time in being able to be satisfied in their life. They have no connection with the God that created them. Okay, so let's continue on. The most important issues facing the nation as per the millennials. So these people were asked, what are the things that is on your priority list to make you more happy or to solve the problems in this country? Number one was coronavirus management. Number two, climate change. Number three, racial discrimination. Number four, abortion. Not a good thing. They want to have abortion. And number five, which many of us baby boomers have always put on top of our list the economy. So how the country comes together and survives as a society based on economy is the fifth on these people's list. One of the questions that they ask about, which I think is very important, what would they be willing to die for? Listen to this. I said it's a big show. You got to listen to this. Slightly more than half of them, 53%, said they would be willing to die to protect their family. I get it. I understand that. Of the six items evaluated, family was the only thing that a majority of millennials were willing to sacrifice their life to protect their family, but yet they're destroying the family. Well, at least the traditional family. Four out of ten say they would sacrifice their life in defense of freedom. So 40% of the millennials would actually give up their life for freedom. 
One third claims they would go to their grave in order to protect their friends. So we're talking about a group of people that have no connection or a bonding of a country. It's all about their friends and their life. Social media. That's what this is all about. They don't want their social media cut off. They will protect their social media people. But they will not give their life for their country. Fewer than three out of ten millennials said they would sacrifice their life for their religious faith. 29%. Almost half are willing to die for their family, but they would not sacrifice their life for religion. Their country, 26%, would sacrifice their life for their country. You know where I'm going. Of their most cherished possessions, 24%, would sacrifice their life on cherished possessions. I'm assuming that's material. So these people are lost. They're confused. They have no direction in life and where they're going. And we, as American citizens, have failed them. I've tried very hard to raise my kids, which are millennials, to understand the truth. But the world and the education system has superseded the parents in how life should be lived in this world, specifically in America. When we get back from the break, I'll go back into more about this generations and what these different worldviews of the generations thought about America. Am I the only one here tonight shaking my head and thinking something ain't right? Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one, tell me I'm not, who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one? Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the fuck at my TV For telling me, yeah, you're telling me That I'm the only one willing to fight For my love of the red and white And the blue 
Burning on the ground Another statue coming down In a town near Watching the threads of old glory Come undone Am I the only one Not brainwashed Making my way through the land of the lost Who still gives a shit And worries about his kids As he try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one Can't take no more screaming If you don't like it, there's the fucking door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for It was something more yeah, was something more Am I the only one Willing to fight For my love of the red and white And the blue Burning on the ground Another statue coming down In a town near Watching the threads of old glory Come on Not the only one I can't be the only one Am I the only one Who quit singing along Every time they play a Springsteen Welcome back. I sometimes think I'm the only one. I am the only one that cares about this country, but I know that's not truth. So what we're going to talk about is the worldview according to the millennials. What do the millennials believe based on generations in the past so to start this off i'm going to explain to you the different worldviews that were presented to them and over the years this survey has been conducted based upon what the Millennials, Generation X, Boomers, and Builders believed in. So first off is the percentages. Who rely heavily on the worldview shown? So there's seven different versions of the worldview that was presented to them. And this is the worldviews. Moralistic, therapeutic deist, Bible theist, postmodernism, secular humanism, Eastern mysticism, nihilism, and Marxism. So I want to make sure we're all on the same 
sheet of music understanding these different worldviews. So the first one we're going to talk about is moralistic therapeutic deism. Many young people believe in several moral statues, not exclusive to any of the major world religions. It is not a new religion or a theology as such, but identified as a set of commonly held spiritual beliefs. It is this combination of beliefs that they label moralistic deism. Number one, God exists who created and ordered the world and watches over human life. God wants people to be good, nice, fair to each other, as taught in the Bible and by most religions. The central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about yourself or oneself. God does not need to be particularly involved in one's life except when God is needed to resolve a problem. So they pray to God only when they have problems. Good people go to heaven when they die. Biblical theism, again, this is according to Wikipedia. This is what they say. Wikipedia does not have an article with this exact name. Do you hear what I just said? Biblical theism is not even in Wikipedia. Postmodernism, personal and spiritual needs as being best fulfilled by improving social conditions and adopting more fluid discourse in contrast to modernism, which places a higher degree of emphasis on maximizing progress and which generally regards the promotion of objective truth as an idea form of discourse. Next one is secular humanism, often simply called humanism is a philosophy or life stance that embraces human reasons, secular ethics, and philosophical naturalism, which specifically rejects religious dogma, supernaturalism, and superstition as the base of moral and decision-making. Eastern mysticism, also known, be one with God. Nihilism, a family of views within philosophy that rejects general or fundamental aspects of human existence, such as objective truth, knowledge, moral values of meaning. Marxism is a method of socioeconomics analyzed that use of materialistic interpretation of history development, better known as historical materialism, to understand class relationships and social conflicts, as well as dialectic perspective to view social transformation. Look, that's a lot of words to understand that. 
But these are the seven things that these millennials were asked to put themselves in. And before I continue on and give you the statistics of how they rank this, I'm going to talk to you about what they call builder or GI generation. This is from 1901 to 1925. Born between 1901 and 1925, the builder generation consists of those who either served in, were eager to see the end of World War II. These loyal patriot individuals were influenced heavily by the Great Depression, a war-torn society, and a nuclear age. Due to the chaos of their childhoods and adult lives, they often found solace in less quiet, safe environments. This stress-free retirement was a reward from the decades of service that they gave to the communities and employers. Builders typically are very dedicated individuals and stress loyal to companies and organizations. They rarely change jobs. The name of the game was often to stay at a particular employment for over 30 years or more. They held marital vows, especially important, and divorce was a taboo subject. The Great Depression produced cost conscious individuals who paid cash for purpose and did not have debt or credit, they follow in much easier to save for items that the desire, because they saw firsthand the devastation of not having enough resources to make ends meet and provide their families. They are by far the wisest and oldest people living in a range between 85 and higher. Okay, so now I'm going to read the statistics. I'm going to put the millennials along the sides of the last basically 100 years of people's views in this world. So the first one is moralistic, therapeutic deism. The percentages. Millennials, 44%. General X, Generation X, 38%. Boomers, 32%. Builders, 29%. Biblical theism, which, by the way, is not in Wikipedia. It's believing in the Bible, obviously, or biblical worldview. Millennials, 9%. Generation X, 22%. Boomers, 42%. Builders, 47%. Postmodernism, millennials, 18%. Secular humanism, millennials, 15%. Eastern Mysticism, millennials, 12%. Nihilism, 11%. Marxism, 10%. The majority of the millennials are way above any of the other generations in 
all of those last five, postmodernism, humanism, etc. And then they wonder why they don't have the ability to have a successful life because they don't believe in God. The absolute creator that created them. They believe in the world that they live in. And that's it. So I'm going to play a clip. Millennials are leaving organized religion. The reason they're doing that is because they're creating their own religion. Take a good listen to this. While evangelicals remain an important demographic group for politicians, the percent of Americans who identify with any religion has been on the decline for decades. And a recent Pew Research Center study has found the biggest generational drop-off is with millennials, young adults born between 1981 and 1996. Cat Wise reports from Southern California on the young people who are changing their beliefs and the efforts by some faith communities to bring them back. And a note, the Pew Research Center is a NewsHour funder. We're all together in this thing. A Sunday service that is part therapy session. Imagine how that would change the trajectory of your life. Part stand-up comedy routine. I was this, and then I was this, and now I'm this. Give a little bit. And part live concert. Give a little bit. All followed by a round of beers with your pastor in a rented CrossFit gym. This is not your grandmother's idea of church. We want everyone to be able to hear the good news, so we had something right in the back. Do you have good news? Welcome to New Abbey, a Christian, LGBTQ affirming, progressive, family friendly church in Pasadena, California. God, we thank you all of the time. It was started six years ago in the living room of this guy. For all of the ways that we don't believe that we're human enough or good enough. Or Corey okay Marquez enough, or is a 34-year-old ordained pastor who left a larger evangelical congregation after he saw many of his own friends were no longer interested in attending church. When you were talking to your friends about why they didn't go to church, what were you hearing from them? This isn't relevant for me. Sexuality, that's a big one. Like the church is not honestly talking about sexuality. You can ask my wife. Sexuality is not a taboo topic here. Marquez's fellow pastor, Brittany Barron, speaks openly with the congregation about being a lesbian, and many of those who attend are from the LGBTQ community. The congregation has grown from 20 to 400 over the last several years. It's less about form and more about content, that people want something that actually matters for their lives. So if the content is literally not healing you, connecting you to something bigger, then you're wasting your time. New Abbey is one of a number of new religious organizations popping up across the country trying to appeal to young people who are increasingly leaving the religions of their ancestors. According to an October report from the Pew Research Center, 76% of the baby boomer generation describe themselves as Christians. In contrast, only half of millennials identify as Christians. Four in 10 say they are religiously unaffiliated, and one in 10 identify with non-Christian faiths. This is what interests me, like if people say they feel nothing. Diane Winston is a professor of religion and media at the University of Southern California, who has been studying religious trends among young adults. 
many religions just don't feel relevant to a lot of these young people. They don't speak their language. And now there are other ways you can make those connections. You can make them online, you can make them um, at an interest group or an affinity group. She also says many young people have lost trust in religious institutions. Their scandals, the sexual improprieties, these problems of, you know, pedophilia, of sexism, of misogyny. Why would you want to give your time and money to an institution that countenances or protects people who do these kind of things? Some of those turned off by traditional religions continue to seek fulfillment in other ways. According to Pew, three in 10 adults ages 18 to 49 now identify as spiritual, but not religious. One of those who has made the switch is Jason Perez. The 32-year-old from Los Angeles was raised Catholic and attended weekly services with his family. But he says he never felt truly connected to the church and left in his early 20s. As a queer person, the Catholic Church is unsafe. I go to church and I'm immediately sinful. It's this feeling of not being able to show up fully myself. Now he works as a healer at Mostly Angels, a store specializing in mystical services and products in Culver City. Perez says there's been a significant uptick in business over the last three to five years. We're not sold on the old fantasy of what the church can provide you, what spirituality, structural spirituality can provide you. While New Age practices and beliefs have been growing since the 1960s and 70s, the internet and social media have played a big role in the spread among younger generations. More than 60% of adults ages 18 to 49 have at least one New Age belief, according to Pew, and many are turning to new horoscope apps and online astrologers for guidance. In the final moments of Shabbat, as but some favor much more intimate ways to spread the word. In what ways? Do we take on the challenge of wrestling with our shadow? At the Open Temple in Venice, California, Rabbi Lori Shapiro incorporates a variety of New Age practices, even a colorful bus, to reach new people in the community. There are a lot of reasons why people have fallen away. I think the least of which is ideology. People are hungry for these ideas. We just need to make them accessible again. But many faith leaders aren't rushing to change long-held practices and beliefs in order to keep young people in the pews. The story goes on to tell that while he was teaching... Reverend Mary Minor is the pastor of Brookins Kirkland Community Church in Los Angeles's Inglewood neighborhood. The church once had 10,000 members. Today, there are about 300 and many are older adults. Do you feel in an effort to reach younger people, that the church might need to change its views on certain issues like gay marriage, for example. I don't think the church needs to change that. My denomination does not believe in gay marriage. However, my denomination embraces those that are of the LGBTQ community. According to Pew, black millennials tend to be less religious than older black adults, but they are considerably more religious than their peers. Reverend Miner says she's concerned about losing so many young people in her church and worries they are missing out on an important aspect of religion, community. When you're not assembled with believers, then you're, you feel like you're on an island all by yourself. Paul said it in two very important things. First, he's trying to give you a new understanding of who God is. 
Back at New Abbey, Pastor Corey Marquez says a sense of community is what's bringing people back Sunday after Sunday, and their approach isn't all that radical. I've never opened a door in Christian tradition where I found that I was the first person there. There have always been people, monks and priests and nuns and theologians and philosophers who've been asking these questions for thousands of years. Once the congregation finishes pondering life's most ancient and enduring questions, they get to celebrate with pizza and cold beverages. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Kat Wise in Pasadena, California. This generation is not accepting God and Christ as the ultimate way to peace. That's why they're doing what they're doing. And what amazes me is pastors that were actually in the church lead the church and drive these people into their church. And they think for a second that they can circumvent the gospel of Jesus Christ, the actual truth of human beings, and tell these people that you're going to go to heaven just as long as you're good. doesn't matter your background, whether you're gay or LGBT, whatever it is. That is not what Christ taught this world. That is not what God designed. That's most important. God did not design human beings to do whatever they want, sexually or whatever. He said, I'm going to produce individuals in the, this world, in the image of God, and they are distorting the image of God. And therefore, these people have no way of understanding a successful life. These millennials are being drugged not only down by the world, but by the fact of, quote, the church or people of the church bringing them down with them. This is why we have a problem in America. This is why we are dealing tremendously with the issues that America is facing because America is turning into the world and not the foundations that developed it. I'm going to leave you with this song. It's a great Celtic song, but I think it's important to understand in Christ alone, can we become individuals? Can we live our lives in a happy, 
free society only through Christ. This is the gunning. My strength, my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all. In the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh Fullness of God in helpless babe This gift of love And righteousness Scorned by the ones he came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ I live darkness slain then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave 